Talk to my friend Drew. And Allen. I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As diehard conservative to this guy for wisdom. Wednesday, January 19th. Mark that down in your calendars. That's the, the formal day that Joe Biden's presidency ended. Now, yeah, I know. I know we've still got three more years, but, you know, everyone, everyone was, you know, talking about this, the second press conference that Joe Biden had given, his second solo press conference. And it went exactly as expected. Lies, more deceits, major mistakes, and complete delusion on display. The senile man that we knew was running for office from the basement, revealed himself once again to be still a senile sitting president of the United States. And I'll tell you this. Remember this. What we just saw, what we just saw was the media lowering the bar once again. You know what the qualifications are today to be president of the United States in the media's mind? And also, of course, in the, the mind of Democrats? It's, it's, it's to have a heartbeat. That's the singular qualification for a Democrat in office. You just have to have a heartbeat. That's all they could say about this. Joe Biden managed to speak the longest solo press conference in recent history, whatever they say. He spoke for an hour and 45 minutes, an hour, 50 minutes. That is that is proof that this man is all there, that he is qualified to be president of the United States. Nonsense. Nonsense. The media has acknowledged that this is the new low bar for the president. Success for a president, too, has been redefined. Success for a president is simply fielding questions for an hour and 45 minutes, standing on your feet for an hour and 45 minutes. That is the, the bar. That's how low it is for president of the United States today. I mean, the list goes on and on. I've got some clips teed up for you. But, but this man, this man does not know what's going on. Uh, when he gets out there, I mean, remember, this, this press conference, by the way, this press conference, at least the first half of it, before it seemed to go off the rails for him because he started to seem to call on reporters because he wasn't looking down at his script and calling them by name anymore. But for the first half, you know, these were fielded, selected questions. You know, it was a curated event, another show, another bit of theater. And, and you know, I, my heart doesn't go out to them because I despise these people and what they're doing to the country, but... They are damned if they do and damned if they don't. They are in a situation here where they have a president that is just every day. His approval ratings are just plummeting like we've never seen before. And, and this is really a unique moment in American history. One year into the presidency, and there is no hope. No hope of salvation for this administration, for their policies. They thought... You know, this, this is what this comes back to, too, before I get into some of these quotations. You know, I'm not afraid to say it. They stole the 2020 election. 81 million votes. After listening to this podcast or even just thinking back, 
over this last year, listening to the clips I'm going to play for you, this guy got 81 million votes, the most popular president in American history, the most votes ever for a presidential candidate. And the deception can no longer be hidden. 81 million votes. This guy's so popular. His agenda is so popular. The American people are so on board for this radical leftist agenda that Joe Biden can't even get his own dem- his own party behind him. He cannot get Kirsten Cinema. He cannot get Joe Manchin to go along with his agenda, despite everything they did. And that's what's hitting them in the face right now. When you when you engage in an act of deception like they did in 2020 to convince the American people that Donald Trump was so unpopular, even though Donald Trump increased the number of votes he got by, what, 12 million or so, which is astounding, and then to try and convince the American people that Joe Biden fairly got 81 million votes and that the Democrat Party, radical leftism, all that ideology was popular in this country, that conservatism was dead, that Donald Trump's ideas and philosophy and successes, nobody wanted that. We wanted this radical leftist agenda. No, no, that's been rejected, wholly rejected. And now they can't deny it. Everything's unraveling because everything was built on a lie. And we've got them moving, well, losing their minds more and more by the day because Everything was built on a lie. You know, when the whole premise of your administration is built on this fact that you're so popular and got 81 million votes, and then you're confronted with the fact that you're not actually popular because that was built on a lie to begin with, and then you have Cinema Mansion opposing it, I'm sorry, you have nowhere to go. Nowhere to go but down in flames, and that's what happened today. Now, there were a number of questions asked. And, and one of the themes, of course, Biden blamed Republicans. Biden blamed Republicans, of course. He's blaming Republicans, and yet Republicans aren't the problem. Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin are the problem for him. Because it's split even 50-50 in the Senate, with Kamala Harris being the tie-breaking vote, and he can't get his own Democrat party to vote in block for what he wants to do. But if you listen to MSNBC, which is, of course, the worst of the worst in terms of the propagandist media, it's astonishing, absolutely astonishing, because I'll play a clip for you of how they said it went. They they think, oh, he didn't screw up at all. This was a brilliant speech. You know, they're the ones who are pushing this out there and saying this is evidence that Joe Biden, Joe Biden has his wits about him because he could do a press conference solo. Nobody else can do that. Nobody else can achieve that. But he said a lot of things, admitted a lot of things. He said the definition of a fully vaccinated person is going to change to include the booster shot. Well, no surprise there. We knew that was coming. Um, James Rosen of Newsmax, somehow, somehow Joe Biden called on this guy from a conservative outlet who asked him point blank about a recent poll that found that a significant percentage of respondents questioned whether or not he was mentally fit. That's right. He was asked this point blank to his face. And Joe Biden said he didn't believe 
the polls. And that's part of the problem, isn't it? He doesn't believe the poll. They don't believe reality. That's why we're in this mess. That's why the Democrats are in this mess, because they don't believe reality. 81 million votes they got. Okay, well, is that reality? It doesn't seem to be. They were just going to pass their radical leftist agenda. And that brings me to, to another point, too, because there was another striking thing that came out to me in this press conference. And, you know, Kirsten Welker asked why Biden didn't push for voting rights legislation earlier. And I'll give you the answer to that question. The reason they didn't push for this voting rights legislation earlier is because they bought their own BS. 81 million votes. They had a majority in the Senate with Kamala Harris being the tie-breaking vote, and they thought they were just going to push everything through. That's right. Their agenda was going to be so popular, it was going to be supported by everyone, and they were in for a rude awakening. So they thought they could do whatever they wanted to do. And so they didn't push for the voting rights legislation earlier because they thought they were going to just slide through, build back better, expansion of the welfare state, added victims to the rolls. But none of that happened for them. It didn't pan out the way they lied to themselves to believe it would take place. They got pushback with critical race theory. They lost an election in Virginia to Republicans. Which demonstrates what? This country is not what they convinced us it was. And so that's why they didn't push voting rights legislation, because that's a last-ditch last effort. They didn't think they needed to rely on that right away. They underestimated. Just like 2016, when they convinced themselves that Hillary Clinton was, you know, the unanimous, coronated, she was going to win no matter what, nearly 100% percent nearly one, a 100% chance she was going to become president. And then, what? Their brains were broken because they believed their own garbage. They believe the lies they tell themselves. And so that's why they didn't push voting rights for legislation earlier. This is their desperate attempt now. And Joe Biden, I got a clip for you too in a second. He actually came out, think about this, he came out, and question the legitimacy of the 2022 midterms, which have not yet even taken place. Here we are being told, you know, they forget history, ignore the fact that 2016, the Democrats and Hillary Clinton rejected the results of that presidential year. They rejected Trump's legitimacy, questioned his legitimacy. They even created a fake steel dossier to convince the American people that Trump colluded with Russia to steal the election. And then we go to 2020, and we have questions about it because, of course, we had unprecedented changes in election laws, which we've never had before in the country because of, quote-unquote, COVID, unsolicited mail-in ballots. I mean, you know the story. And they ridicule us for questioning it, say we're threatening democracy. That's what January 6th is all about, this phony investigation, the witch hunt, punishing us, creating a, a dangerous political climate in this country that paints conservatives, Republicans, anybody who supported Trump or denounces this regime as some kind of domestic terrorists who are a threat to democracy. And you have Joe Biden and his second solo press conference one year into his presidency 
already saying he won't believe the 2022 midterm results if they don't get their voting rights passed? This is egregious. This is egregious. And we cannot let our feet, our foot off the gas pedal in terms of just annihilating this regime and just burying them beneath their own lies, their own hypocrisy, their own deception, because it's too much to bear. But I want to play for you real quickly here what MSNBC said about uh, running interference for Biden. Uh, and, and to go for an hour and 50 minutes, hour and 45 minutes, and not screw up, really demonstrably not screw up really at all. That's just an utterly embarrassing statement and claim to make. That, that, that is that is precisely the propaganda we're talking about the denial of truth he did not screw up demonstrably didn't screw up at all he just claims and yet the biggest headline from this of all that actually has significant consequences as a result of this botched failed press conference is ukraine freaking out right now because biden in this press conference made a distinction between a minor incursion and an invasion. In the press conference, he talks about holding Putin accountable because we all know that Putin is looking to invade Ukraine. And he said it depends on what he does. If he mounts a minor incursion, Biden said, there are differences within NATO about what countries are willing to do. So he just gave Putin the green light to perform a minor incursion. What does that mean? A hundred troops? I mean, I mean, he basically just said, if Putin, depending on what he does, if he mounts a minor incursion, well, we're not going to do anything. So just make sure it's not a significant invasion. You know, Biden goes on, he said, if it's a major invasion, there will be severe costs and significant harm. A major invasion. But if it's a minor incursion, what, a minor incursion like back in 2014 when Russia invaded Crimea, invaded Ukraine then, and took over that territory? Is that a minor incursion? And the, 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 the media even lost their minds. Uh, with, with Jake Tapper, for example, uh, they, there were sources from Ukraine expressing their absolute horror at this statement being made. Here you have Ukraine trying to figure out how to navigate this scenario because troops are being amassed on their border, Putin is looking to invade them, and you have the United States of America, an ally of the Ukraine, the president of the United States at a press conference saying, well, if, he, if it's just a minor incursion in Ukraine, I mean, what, 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 what do we tell Mexico? You know, look, if you, um, if you, just, uh, if you just have a minor incursion, in Texas, uh, there will not be severe consequences. Only a full-scale invasion is going to be problematic. It's a, it's a green light, an invitation. And this guy on MSNBC has the audacity to say, yeah, there were, there were, there were, it was basically free of any flaws. It was a perfect press conference. He didn't really make any mistakes. How about that? I think that's a mistake because you know what happened, of course, immediately after he did this, right after this press conference, um, his mistake was big enough and alarming enough that Jin Saki issued a press statement to clarify, to try and backtrack and save the day. 
Here's, here's what the press statement read. President Biden has been clear with the Russian president. If any Russian military forces move across the Ukrainian border, that's a renewed invasion. And it will be met with a swift, severe, and united response from the United States and our allies. President Biden also knows from long experience that the Russians have an extensive playbook of aggression short of military action, including cyber attacks and paramilitary attacks. And he affirmed today that those acts of Russian aggression will be met with a decisive, reciprocal and united response. Well, apparently he made a big enough mistake that Jin Psaki had to clarify and put words in Biden's mouth that he did not speak himself because he said a minor incursion would not invite the wrath of anyone. But there you have MSNBC and the propagandist. But he gave a perfect, perfect press conference for an hour and 46 minutes. This proves that he's right in the head. How can he get things so wrong? This is the president of the United States. He's supposed to be leading the effort and the charge in terms of our diplomatic relations. And he makes such a big mistake. This guy's not doing anything. He's not leading the country. This proves that point yet again. But here I want to play a, a, a short clip, too, of something Biden said, because uh, how about this for a gaffe? I, of course you have to be concerned when you have, you know, uh, nuclear power invading. If he invades, it hasn't happened since World War II. This is the most consequential thing that's happened in the world in terms of war and peace since World War II. If he invades, it hasn't happened since World War II. Um, actually, 2014, Joe, you were the vice president of the United States, Barack Obama was president, and Vladimir Putin, and the Russians invaded Ukraine. So, how can this guy stand there and make this claim? This is common knowledge to anyone, and he was the vice president. It happened under Barack Obama's administration, of which he was a part of, and he's standing there saying... This hasn't happened since World War II. Russia hasn't invaded. It happened in 2014, Joe. But let's move on to something else. Let's play his illegitimate claims. All right? Here's the first one. Thank you, Mr. President. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. Let me translate. In other words, if the Democrats do not pass their voting rights legislation, then they won't be legitimate. So there's the threat. There's the threat in 2022. It's like, it's like back in the contested election of 1876, the Democrats threatened Tilden or war. All right, Samuel Tilden was the Democratic Party nominee, presidential candidate, and they said going into that election in 1876 that, you know, if Tilden didn't, didn't, didn't you know, emerge victorious, then they were threatening war. This is 10 years after the Civil War in a climate like that. And of course, the Democrats stole that election, and that was part of their cry, Tilden or war. 
If you contest the election, you know, if Republicans put up a fight, even though we cheated to secure the, the, the victory for the Democratic candidate, Samuel Tilden, well, it's Tilden or it's war, baby. And that's what he's, he's promising now. If Republicans win in 2022 in the midterms, if we wipe the floor with Democrats, which we are going to do, well, those results are going to be contested by Democrats and called illegitimate. And they're going to say that Republicans won because we suppressed the vote. Get ready for it. That's where this is heading. Just like they were setting up for 2020, even though they, they achieved their ambitions, Hillary Clinton said the same thing. Democrats said the same thing, essentially. You know, we're not going to give up even if Donald Trump's declared the victor because he won't have won legitimately. And this is what they're doing again. This is why there's no patience, no tolerance for the things that they say, because here they are already questioning the legitimacy of the 2022 results. Because they know they're not going to win and they know they can't win unless they federalize elections and take over. And that's what they're aiming to do. And all of this is a joke, by the way, too. Now they're pushing, oh, black people in minority communities. Well, actually, actually, you know what they're doing? They're actually admitting that this is all just a, a BS ploy. They're, all, they're, they're admitting that this is nothing more than a big scam and a hoax. Because uh, Biden has said previously, you know, that basically the worst thing that's going to happen is, uh, well, you know, um, uh, black voters are going to have to wait in line twice as long as white voters, but, you know, they're determined and they're going to they're gonna stand up for what's right in this country and for the Democratic Party and they're going to make sure they vote regardless. So, so what, how is it being suppressed? How is it being suppressed? I'm looking for this quote right now because it was an amazing thing to see. Um, bear with me here for one second. You know, before I get into that, though, you know, one of the big uh, lies that he said in this speech, too, uh, just recently, he uh, he compared Republicans to Bull Connor, who was a Birmingham segregationist. And when he was asked about it, he backtracked and said he never did that. I never he never did that. Go back and look at what I said. But this is this is part of the effort to paint, you know, Republicans as these these, uh, well, what Democrats are and what they were in history, these great segregationists, you know, trying to suppress the vote because we are opposing those measures that were unlawful that took place in 2020. And so they know they can't win without those measures in place. Um, well, I'm looking at a liberal, a liberal thing here. So forget about it. But, um, you know, he denied any kind of cognitive fitness issues. I have no idea, Biden said, you know, when James Rosen asked him about that. And uh, one of the other things he said in this speech that was quite astounding, I thought, well, he claimed that, you know, passing the Build Back Better plan, that would have solved and will solve price increases, i.e. inflation. So printing, you know, $2.2 trillion more dollars that we don't have is going to solve the inflation crisis that he has caused. He was asked, by the way, if he had overpromised, and Biden said no, he'd outperformed expectations. This is so miserable. This is so miserable that we have to sit here and suffer under the least competent president in American history 
and the most dangerous administration in American history as well. To sit there and blame Republicans and blame everyone else and deflect. You know what got me the most that really ticked me off? He said they didn't, didn't have any regrets about Afghanistan. You remember Afghanistan, that withdrawal? It seems like a lifetime ago, but it happened in the middle of his first year of his, his, his presidency. When about a dozen American Americans were, were murdered in a suicide bombing attack at the Kabul airport under his watch, in which he then bombed and murdered in a drone strike a dozen Afghans, innocent, six or seven of them children, and then he lied to us and tried to tell us that he killed two high-level ISIS-K planners and there were no repercussions for that whatsoever, leaving billions of, of, of dollars worth of American arms, munitions, behind for the Taliban to take and use. There are still Americans stranded in Afghanistan, and this guy has the audacity to say he wouldn't change anything. This has to change. But that's what's going to happen in 2022. But I just wanted to play some of that for you. Him questioning the legitimacy of the 2022 elections, which Democrats claim is a threat to democracy. Him claiming that Build Back Better would solve inflation. You know, it's all our fault. It's all the American people's fault, the Republicans' fault. He doesn't bear the blame for anything. The Democrats don't bear the blame for anything. He lies. He creates a, a, a international disaster out of a press conference by signaling to the, the Russians that a minor incursion won't invite any kind of opposition. And then you have MSNBC and the media there running interference, claiming that this is some roaring success, that this is proof that he doesn't have cognitive decline, that he's fit to be commander-in-chief. There should be calls for the 25th Amendment immediately tomorrow. Immediately. Across the board. They should be putting pressure on him about the lies and deception. And so I'm hoping the, the Republicans come out Enforce now. You know, we've got plenty of sound by sit to, to run now and to, uh, to, 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 to push these people on and push back against. But, um, but, the, but the, at the end of the day, what we saw was the bar for being president in the Democrats' minds and in the minds of the media is just to have a heartbeat. If you have a heartbeat, you can be the president of the United States. And what will be interesting to see now is, you know, so many people, not, not me, I always said that, you know, having Joe Biden as president was a Democratic Party strategy, um, not a problem because they could hide behind him. Well, that's that's changing now. And all those people who claim I never claimed that Kamala Harris would be uh, would be more dangerous or worse. You know, I said, bring it on, bring it on. I'd, I always claimed that we would be better off if Kamala Harris, in fact, was the president. Because we couldn't make excuses for her. The media couldn't make excuses for her. She'd have to be held to a higher standard just because she isn't totally brain dead. I mean, she's stupid. But she's not cognitively impaired like Joe Biden. She can't go hide in the basement like him and do one press conference every four months. 
And so you're going to see Republicans come around and others out there come around to my side and see things the way I've seen them all along, which is to say we're better off and safer with Kamala Harris in there than Joe Biden. All right. This is Drew Allen. Until next time.